Welcome to this week's episode of The Branded and Gilded Life. My name is Venugopal Nayar and I'm the CEO of an agency called Ideascape. We are into marketing, branding and design. And these posts or this podcast is a reflection of what I've learned in over 35 years in the business, how it has shaped my thinking and what intrigues me. Hopefully, it will provide some food for thought for you as well. There's a persistent belief that the idea is the most important thing of all and execution is really dependent on how good the idea is. In truth, it looks as if the inverse is true. There is no shortage of ideas at all, but getting people to execute and stay with solving the problem seems to be the biggest achievement of all, which is where we begin our first post today. What 99% perspiration actually looks like. James Dyson built over 5,000 prototypes of the Cyclone vacuum cleaner to get it right. He made one change at a time so he knew exactly what was going wrong or in the right direction not two or three changes one he was told by every manufacturer that vacuum cleaners could not get any more efficient the cyclone technology had to be developed to suck up dust particles smaller than 1 micron a physics professor told him anything less than 20 microns was impossible he had to buy out a partner who didn't believe it was possible either he tried to license the technology to manufacture it but no one was interested he finally had to do it himself the vacuum had a transparent pipe showing the dust being collected all previous research had shown that consumers didn't want to see dust being swept up the engineers liked seeing it so they kept it it was priced at four times the cost of the established competitors no one gave it a chance the few retailers who agreed to stock the product paid for it in advance those were the terms of the sale the people who bought it were not the rich their houses were vacuumed by maids and they couldn't care less it was bought by the middle class who wanted to keep their houses sparkling clean and found a product that worked as promised it took nearly 4 years to develop the first working prototype and another 4 to 6 years to get it out to market james dyson put up his home as collateral to raise the money from a bank in the entire set of events narrated so far where do you see the inspiration from inspiration to checking out a more mundane aspect of cooking or the most exciting part of it which is frying freedom sounds a bit like freedom right A guy has created an interesting interactive site on the best shapes to fry. Not too many surprises actually. The ridged shape fries the best because of the surface area exposed to the oil. What's a little surprising is that only potato fries were explored. If it was India, you'd get all kinds of shapes and sizes to work with apart from the incredible variety of things we happily drop into oil. Bajjis the evergreen favorite of the commuters come in round coin shapes stuffed with potatoes the long misshapen ones often hide a fiery chili 
Entire batches are fried at a time and people patiently await their turn to dig into them. But we also have this ability to combine the crisp outside with flaky and soft insides in the fries, which calls for some specialization and skillful techniques. The fafta, something that looks like the Gujarati version of the regular papad, seems to have evolved into one stage of automation. Long and thin strips are laid reverentially across boiling oil and then packed off in 1 kg boxes for family consumption. There is no stopping Indian families who like to fry everything from bitter gourd to capsicum. There is even a complex recipe where lady fingers are sliced, stuffed with masala, tied up with string and then shallow fried. The resulting concoction can convert even the most die-hard ladyfinger skeptic. Maybe an Indian website designer could explore the multiple sizes, shapes and textures of Indian fries to show the world that potatoes are not the ultimate gastronomic experience. And from frying potatoes in various other shapes to what's very much in vogue today, smart homes, even if people are not very sure of what that means, people who live in smart homes may be rendered dumb. It's mostly hype. Reality is another matter altogether. Lights coming on just as you enter home. The temperature adjusted to the precise degree that you've defined as comfort. Music begins to play from your favorite playlist, depending on what your mood is, determined by your latest tweet or smartphone conversation. The coffee machine begins to bubble and froth based on the recipe you've fed in. Now, let me pierce the bubble. This is an account from a person who actually lives in one, so she should know. The problem as usual is that competitors are jousting with each other. Google speakers can work at odds with Alexa's instructions. Some of the IoT players have a mind and systems of their own and that leads to frustrating consequences. Alexa gets a little too chatty for comfort, making various recommendations over the course of the day without being asked. Lights come on at night when you're fast asleep and not being able to put them off adds to the sense of powerlessness. It requires another update until it breaks again. Weather bulletins are read out loud even when they haven't been summoned. Some of these are niggling problems, but it shows how far out on a limb we already are. If our fridges are going to place orders without our knowing, calls made to e-commerce companies to deliver things that have run out, where will it stop? And what happens when four people with different habits start living together in a smart home? Whose instructions do the systems follow? It's a recipe for chaos and we're just starting to see where the madness could lead. Subscribe now and I'll send some interesting stuff on branding, behavior and markets to your inbox every week. Triggers for your thoughts. Share it with friends or anyone you think will be interested. All you have to do is click the link and enter and email it. And yes, I'd love to hear from you in terms of your comments, your thoughts, your views and your criticism. Thank you as always for listening.